0: If you've been watching the Memphis Grizzlies play all season, then this is not going to come to a surprise to you. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is the 2023 Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. He beat the allegations. Remember, they tried to say, oh, the the scoreboards were, were getting fixed in Memphis. But he swatted past the allegations. He started the season, missed first 14 games, and he prevailed. Jaron Jackson Jr., and plus, we'll talk about this NBA playoff run, what the Grizzlies need to do to make some tweaks. And remember, first round of game. You remember the first round last season, game two against Minnesota? Something happened. You might not remember. Me and Joe are going to tell you coming up right here on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Hello, hello, hi there, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Grizzlies, a Tuesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Monax, joined by the incomparable to Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Grizzlies beat writer for that fine website publication. You can check out my work over at Bluff City Media when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm a columnist for them there. We are proud co hosts of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, proud members. Of the lockdown podcast network your team each and every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcast this episode of lockdown grizzlies is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed again free and available wherever you get your podcast you can also check us out over on youtube you can like comment rate review subscribe and to michael i don't know if you noticed or not but we've had some visitors over in the YouTube comments uh, mm-hmm. of our podcast. Welcome all the Lakers fans who have been checking out Locked on Grizzlies. Your presence is appreciated. Your feedback is also appreciated. Although saying that we're the worst podcast on the Internet. Oh. I don't know <laughs> if that is accurate. You know, there's a lot of bad podcasts on the Internet. You know, there's lots of bad topics out there. I don't know that we're quite that poor. Um but, you know we'll keep working. We appreciate that constructive criticism. Joe, we Joe, also Joe, appreciate my grandma. My
0: grandma used to always say, if 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 you're doing if you're not doing something right, then mm. you're, you're not going to get any criticism. You know, right? But so yeah. so, so we we must be doing something right. So hey, well, it, and it's I, like we, it's a compliment. Joe. It's a compliment. When well, it's in
1: like in pro wrestling, the the worst case is when you're not getting any reaction. Yeah, right, right. If you're, getting, right. If, you're if you're a heel or a baby face, you know you're getting some sort of of cheer or boo. Uh, But And we also had some kind Grizzlies listeners that stood up for us in the comments, which is much appreciated. But welcome, Lakers fans. You can talk about me. Don't talk about DeMichael. Leave him out of this. You can talk about me as much (laughs) as you want, uh, but leave DeMichael alone. And in all seriousness, thanks for uh, checking out Lockdown Grizzlies. Hopefully you'll stay with us throughout the course of the playoffs. But before we get to the playoffs, Jaron Jackson Jr. made history on Monday evening second youngest defensive player of the year in the history of the NBA. Obviously the second Grizzlies defensive player of the year, Marcus All. 10 years almost to the day that Mark won his DPOY. Jaron Jackson Jr. picks up his first piece of hardware in that same fashion. And to Michael, I am so old that I remember when that yeah. happened. I remember <laughs> where I was. I was living in Memphis, Tennessee. I was starting my work covering this team, so – all the reminiscing about that made me realize how I've been doing this far too long. But it was really cool to see the video of Jaron celebrating with his family on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. somebody, I, I want to say it was Deep Fried Couch Chase. Uh, I want to give credit where it's due because I thought it was a really insightful tweet. Jaron is a great example of you don't have to be Mamba mentality Ultra, alpha, masculine, yeah. you know, all these things that you think of. This when you whole think big bad guy.
0: Right, yeah. right,
1: right, 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 right. You don't have to be so engaged in I, all I focus on is basketball. Jaron does great work in the community. He's a great leader. I think he's the VP or AVP in the NBPA mm-hmm. now. He has a music career that he does in the offseason. Yeah. He's focused on fashion in the offseason. Yep. He is a very well-rounded renaissance man. And he is still capable of being one of the better players in the NBA. It's really cool and
0: refreshing to see. It, it is. And, and Joe, I, I, I think this is probably going to make you feel old, too. But it's not my intention. I just want to point out, I, okay. remember, I remember when Marcus Gasol won his his award as well. And I was in the 10th grade at Overton oh, High School no. here in Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, I could have been your we teacher to we, Michael. Ugh. We were we were having debates. <laughs> we were having debates on if he or LeBron should have won it at the cafeteria table. So I remember those days uh, when we were talking about Mark Gasol winning Defensive Player of the Year. But getting back to the point here with Jaron Jackson, he deserves it. We've talked about it all season long. I mean, uh, something that stood out to me is one of the biggest cases is there's so many blessings in disguise in his you know journey to this award. But one thing is he missed those first 14 games of the season. He didn't want to do that. You know, It's it it was kind of felt like another setback after he finally had a healthy season. But you know mm-hmm. what? One of his best cases was the fact that the Grizzlies were 17th in the NBA in defensive efficiency before Jaron Jackson Jr. played a game. I mean, before it, it, they had to turn it on to get the 17, because, you know, we talked about it through eight games or so. They were in the low 20s. But then he gets back. They finished the season second in defensive efficiency from seven, some 17th. And not only that, people want to talk about availability and all that 63 of the last 68 games he played. And I'm sure one of those games was the final games of the season when he rested. And then there were a couple games where he didn't play on back to backs. So I think overall, you're talking about, he played pretty much 63 of 66 games, something like mm-hmm. that, Uh when healthy this season. So to me, back to back healthy seasons for him as well. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is putting it all together. It's not just the blocks. It's not just the steals. He changes shots at the rim. The Grizzlies fifth in the NBA this season in opponents paint points per game. Uh, Enough said. The guy deserves it. You mentioned all the things that he does around uh, off the court as well. And I think that was interesting to point out because think of these defensive player of the years. I mean, outside of a guy like Kawhi Leonard and maybe even Mark Gasol, uh, most of these guys – Kind of have this rugged, you know, no nonsense, uh, they're gonna, uh, you know, uh, they don't smile type of mentalities. But but with Jaron Jackson Jr., he's like a big kid. You know, he smiles and it shows to show, hey, like, look, I can smile on the court and then still knock your ball into the bleachers as well. Yes, he,
1: he's a smiler. Uh, I think I left out all the work that he's done in the past with women's basketball and continuing yep, yep. to build that game up. So he is a wonderful representation of the Grizzlies organization. And I think that that is so cool. And I would give a shout out to former host of Lockdown Grizzlies, Peter Edmuson, because again, 2018, we were doing a live draft party with the Grizzlies in FedEx Forum. I remember that. I was there. Mm-hmm. So we were there. We had a live podcast set up. Jaron Jackson Jr. was the fourth overall pick. And I was disappointed, I was mm. frowny faced. Uh, Not because I thought Jaron was going to be bad. I knew Jaron was going to be good. I believed all the hype. I watched my own film as I did as the site manager of Grizzly Bear Blues. I believed Jaron was going to be good. I thought he was years away from being good. And the Grizzlies still had Marc Gasol, still had Mike Conley. It was the end of Zach Randolph and Tony Allen being parts of the Grizzlies. So I thought we were trying to win now, right? And Wendell Carter Jr. and other names like that were more along, along the line in terms of Guys that would help win now. Peter Edmiston pulled me aside and said, Joe, this kid can play. Just trust me on this. He's going to be great. And I trusted Peter Edmiston. So shout out to him. He was exactly right. Former host of Lockdown Grizzlies here, obviously a radio host formerly in Memphis as well. He nailed it. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a tremendous pick. And we'll talk more about this in the offseason, I'm sure, to Michael, as we start looking whenever the offseason comes from Memphis, trying to improve the roster. (laughs) <laughs> at what point do we say Jaron Jackson Jr. Given the way he's currently playing, is the best value contract in the NBA? Like he right now looks like an All NBA player, at least on the fringe of that, and he's on a descending value deal. Where in the last year of that contract,
0: he's making something like twenty one million dollars. Yeah, off the top of my head, Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges, and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Are, are contracts that, as a as a GM, you you'd love to say this is this is what we got this guy signed to. And going back to what you said a few moments ago about that draft party, because I remember that that was one of my intern assignments. And I was covering that. And that you remember the crowd. You were there. Mm, Uh, They they were not happy. They were not thrilled at the fact that Jaron Jackson, Jr. uh, was the draft pick. Uh, in Memphis. But to tell you what, he's completely won this city over through the community work, through his, you know, just his personality overall. And uh, I mean, there were people who thought he should have won it last season when he finished, I think, fifth mm-hmm. in last year's voting and yeah, got a couple first place votes and uh, first name, first team all defense. But he responded, capitalized on that season. And I can't say it enough. He beat the allegations, Joe. He beat the allegations. <laughs> they tried to they tried oh the conspiracy. They tried the conspiracy theory. This guy out Imagine of Imagine
1: having the time <laughs> to sit there on Reddit and do what you did and just have some people believe the guy, obviously, but other people were like, You do understand that all of these numbers are triple and quadruple checked. <laughs> he he spent a lot of time just proving that he NBA, doesn't understand. Again, well, there's gambling involved, right? You you don't have the deep relationship that leagues like the NBA now have with over-unders, you know, prize picks, one of our sponsors, obviously FanDuel, FanDuel. one of our sponsors. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have those things as a league and then not meticulously count each and every stat. And I'm not saying corrections don't need to be made, but to act like it was some grand conspiracy is one of the most crazy things I think I've seen in a long time. So congratulations to Jaron Jackson Jr. Well-deserved, a wonderful representation of the Memphis Grizzlies. But as he said on his thank you video to fans, he's more concerned about game two, and that is where we're going to turn our attention here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Potential tweaks, excuse me, potential tweaks Memphis can make. That's going to be the focus of the remainder of our episode. Trying to split – here at home against the Lakers before they head out to L.A. and before DeMichael heads out to L.A. with the team later on this week. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. Big fans of the folks over at Game Time. You should definitely check them out if you haven't already done so. Have you ever been stressed out trying to buy tickets, finding them last minute, hunting down the best price, trying to figure out how you can see what the angles are, all that kind of stuff? Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. Flash deals, last minute tickets, images of being able to actually see where your seats are, all of those things are extremely helpful. And game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. That is a big-time deal. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're talking adjustments going into Game Two next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Monex, one of your hosts, joined by the incomparable, the unstoppable, the tremendously hoodie-dressed Michael Cole yeah. uh, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. I work now over at Bluff City Media. Make sure you're joining BluffCityMedia.co backslash join. Use the promo code MOLINAX, 10-day free trial, which obviously gets you through a large chunk of this first-round series. Plus, you would be able to get 10% off an annual subscription over at Bluff City Media. So check us out there. Obviously, subscribe to the Commercial Appeal as well. Between DeMichael and I, no offense to all the other wonderful outlets and pieces of information out there. Between the CA and Bluff City Media, we got you covered, right? You can can subscribe to other things too, but start with those two. You'll be smarter for it, I promise. Um, We mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr., Earlier in the show, we need Jaron Jackson Jr. to do exactly what he did on Sunday, right? Just keep doing that. Keep playing well, dominating LeBron James, forcing double teams, passing out of those double teams. We talked yesterday about his four assists. That was so good to see, DeMichael. That's been a criticism of mine, of his this season. He's showing growth in that area. There are a lot of spaces, though, for improvement within the Grizzlies heading into game two. I know you're going to practice today. I'm sure some things will be discussed from the players and coaches there at practice. What are some ideas, and again, this will carry on through the rest of the show, what are some ideas that you hope that they will prioritize between now and Wednesday's game two?
0: Well, one thing, I want to start off with something that's going to surprise some people when I say this. uh, I like surprises. something I don't think they should change, Joe. Uh, The way that they've defended the Lakers from a game plan perspective, you don't have to change much there. I don't correct. Think. I agree. Uh at the end of the day, Anthony Davis and LeBron James did not, you know, go off to the effect that they normally do in the playoffs. Anthony Davis didn't go for 30 and 20 like he did on March 7th, I think it was. LeBron James did not have the typical 28, 10, and 10 LeBron, you know, type of playoff game. But it was the role players, it was Austin Reeves, it was Rui Achimura. It was, you know, D'Angelo Russell. Who call him a, low, a role player? Kind of sounds like it's, you know, I mean, he's not your regular role player, but really good player. Uh, basically, it was those guys who won the game. And I saw, you know, some Lakers fans were like, "Well, Rui's pretty good. What do you, you guarding him like that is, you know, why why would you not? Why would you not put more attention on him? But you got to remember that team has LeBron James and Andy Davis. So guess what? Rui, do it again. That's kind of the, the mentality that the Grizzlies should have early. And then if he does it in the first half, that's when you make your adjustments. That's what I think. But as far as the tweaks goes, getting back to that point, I think one tweak that you should make in this game is uh, just spacing from a rotation perspective. Uh, try to put those put Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain on the floor more together with Desmond Bain. In his last game, just looking at the rotations – Overall, uh, there was a lot of Desmond Baines in the game. Jaron Jackson Jr. comes out, uh, stretches like that. I think Jaron has gotten to the point now, especially if Ja doesn't play. Uh, Desmond Baines, I think, should play 40 minutes possibly in game two if Ja Morant doesn't play because he's going to be a backup point guard and he's going to be on the court uh, with Tyus Jones. Uh, you need him and Dez on the floor. You need him and Jaron on the floor a lot together. But not only that, you need Luke Kennard on the floor because guess what? The adjustment is to adjust to the adjustment that you know the Lakers is going to make. The Lakers are about to throw bodies at Jaron Jackson Jr. In in the starting lineup, that body is probably going to come from whoever is defending Dylan Brooks, and there's a counter to that because in stretches of the game, you're going to have Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain in the game together, or you should, and you're going to have Tyus Jones. If you put Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, and potentially Santi Aldama on the floor together with Jaron Jackson Jr., they're going to leave a above-average NBA three-point shooter wide open, no, no matter which one of those four guys it is. Jaron proved in that game, last game, he can make the passes, but the Grizzlies have to put the efficient shooters out there for them to capitalize.
1: Yeah, getting Anthony Davis away from the rim as much as possible uh, would be a wonderful start. And, you know, he, he didn't have elite percentages. Like, Jaron Jackson Jr. opponents shot nine percent worse at the rim against Jaron Jackson Jr. during the regular season. Team shot yep. three point or point three, excuse me, percent better at the rim against Anthony Davis over the course of the regular season. And that's per cleaning the glass. So Anthony Davis blocking seven shots, not quite the same as Rui Yachamura. And that was one of the things that I caught <laughs> flack for yesterday was Rui <laughs> Hachimura hatred. Yeah. Um yeah. Not quite the same. Like I could see AD getting multiple blocks again, but seven is a lot, right? And I think LeBron, I think between the two of them, they had double-digit blocks. That yes, yeah, they do. Again, there's progression to the mean and there's regression to the mean. And I think that there will be some cooling there. At least you would hope so. If they're going to block that many shots and do that, then, you know, they're, they're the best defensive tandem of all time. Um, <laughs> I think that your adjustment is sound. Because, as much as you can get those shooters out in space, as much as you can allow for Jaron to work, Tyus to get his floater off, assuming Ja doesn't play, uh, you know, and obviously you'll have more details on that for our Wednesday episode of Locked on Grizzlies. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they run those minutes. Because, as you alluded yeah. to, Bane playing 40 minutes a game, Jaron should be out there 40 minutes now. What was the point? of all of the load management, right? All of the back-to-backs being rested, the fact yeah. – like one of the reasons there, were de- there was debate about Jaron Jackson Jr. even winning defensive player of the year, people thought it was because of foul trouble, but it was only like .1 minutes difference between when he was actually in foul trouble in a game as compared to when he didn't have any foul issues. Yeah. you th- They purposefully play these guys fewer minutes. What was the point if you're not going to up that intensity now? You are in a back-against-the-wall situation. Last season, literally this time last year, you lost game one and you came back to beat the Timberwolves in six. Obviously different characters, different context, but you've literally done this before. The Lakers are different. You have to put your best foot forward and you have to increase those minutes. If LeBron James' 38-year-old body is out there longer than Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain, we have got some problems. And, again, LeBron James played 34 minutes against the Grizzlies in Game 1. Jaron and Bain were out there for 37 minutes. So it's not relevant at this time, per se. But LeBron, if he's out there for an extended period, obviously Jared and Bane can be as well. So I would like to see a continued emphasis, not just on those that run, but increasing those minutes.
0: Take the wheels off. Take the training wheels off. I agree. Let you know, the dudes this, play. You, you said it. This is what you prepared for all season. And, and you know, you don't want to beat the guys down because it is early in the post. It is early in this series. So I'm sure that's probably factored into game one. You know, guys play 35 minutes, 32 minutes here. But as this series grows, the desperation will grow even more as well. And you're going to see LeBron and all those guys, because this was the first game in like a week for a lot of those players. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, we saw the rotation did shrink. You know, John Conchart notably was outside of the rotation. David Roddy only played, uh, I believe it was like nine minutes. Mm-hmm. So the rotation got smaller. And now let's see, you know, how much smaller and how many more minutes will it be for for Jaron Jackson Jr., for for Tyus, for for Desmond Bain, and and in those type of guys.
1: That's a wonderful segue, partner, because coming up next year on Lockdown Grizzlies, I am going to give another possible adjustment that the Memphis Grizzlies can make that might surprise some people. If you remember correctly, I mentioned the Timberwolves series. Steven Adams kind of got played off the floor in that series, right, wrong, indifferent. That's not the time or place for this. And Xavier Tillman came in kind of with the save and was a shot in the arm of this Grizzlies rotation. Who could be that for Memphis this year? I've got an idea next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. Maybe when game two starts, you want to take, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. to have more than 3.5 blocks. Maybe you want to take LeBron James with more than 7.5 rebounds. Maybe you take Anthony Davis with more than 9.5 uh, rebounds himself. Maybe you have Desmond Bay making more of the 2.53s. You can combine all of those choices together over at prize picks. You pick two to six players if they score or grab rebounds or block, whatever, more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you against the projections that are available. And this includes NBA games as well as Major League Baseball, the NHL as their playoffs begin. So many sports. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy with safe and fast withdrawals. They are currently operational at Prize Picks in over 30 states as well as in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you 50 bucks. It's that easy. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up. For an instant deposit match up to $100. Who would I sub the sub that saved the Grizzly season partially last year? We'll talk about it next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molyneux, your co host, joined by the wonderful DeMichael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Make sure you're following him on Twitter if you don't already do so at DeMichael C. Tons of great work coming out from him over at the Commercial Appeal as the Grizzlies beat writer over at Bluff City Media. You can check out my work as a Grizzlies columnist. So much work from our staff. They really do a phenomenal job. We're also having a watch party uh, this coming weekend for Game 3. I believe it's Saturday night. The Game 3 is there in Los Angeles. So you can go to, uh, I believe it's High Cotton Brewery, and I'll confirm that here, um, here in a moment. But you can go to High Cotton, check out our watch party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Drink specials, live pre- and post-game shows. DeMichael will be out in Los Angeles. uh, But Bluff City Media will be hosting a watch party at that High Cotton Brewery. So make sure you are checking them out. I teased that I would maybe tweak the starting lineup, tweak the rotation, DeMichael. And I think that my idea is bold, but I also think that it's rooted in logic. And Xavier Tillman (laughs) had a rough showing on Sunday, right? He did not play well. He was always going to have issues with Anthony Davis. I'm not even necessarily judging him for that. His transition defense was poor, which is one of the reasons you like him out there. He really wasn't helping offensively. Teams were doing to him what Memphis is trying to do to Jared Vanderbilt. He does not have an offensive skill set that allows for Memphis to take advantage of the way that the Lakers were defending him. So I would still have X in the rotation, of course, because their front court is so thin. But I would have yeah. XBA reserve and I would start Rowdy David Roddy. That is my mm. big bold idea. I would go Tyus Jones, assuming John Morant doesn't play. Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, David Roddy, Jaron Jackson Jr. Why would I do that? In the front court, you can switch everything. In the front yeah. court, you can switch everything. Dylan Brooks has shown the ability in the past to defend bigs like Carl Anthony Towns. I know Anthony Davis is a different type of animal, but still. Dylan has the capacity to do it in stretches uh, David Roddy at six foot six, 250 pounds has the frame. He has the build, the strength that he can maintain himself against the size of the Lakers. He has a little bit more offensive game in terms of creating off the dribble, shooting the three. He can even do some things in the pick and roll alongside Jaron Jackson, Jr. I think that Memphis needs to stop trying to be something that they're not. Xavier Tillman, is not Steven Adams. While he might be the one that best emulates what Steven Adams can do, he's not that player. They need to try something different. You're not going to win the rebound battle. You're not going to do those things, at least without a real shift in terms of crashing the glass, which hurts the Grizzlies in transition, which is where they want to try to get out and run a little bit. So I would start David Roddy, and that would allow for them to do some more five-out sets. That would enable them to switch more in the front court. The side pick and roll that killed Memphis in the fourth quarter would not have been as successful if they had that grouping on the floor because instead of it being Xavier Tillman that's being attacked with Anthony Davis in that pick and roll, it would be someone like Jaron Jackson Jr. or Roddy himself. So that would be my rotation adjustment to Michael. I would sub out X, and again, he's still going to play, but Mm. X would not start games or start halves. It
0: would be David Roddy who only got nine minutes in game one. Yeah, that's that's pretty risky, Joe. That's that's pretty risky. I will say sure. this. If I could help you out here, oh please uh, as as a partner. I, I will say this. Uh you're right, Xavier Tillman did not give you much in that last game. And you need something because Anthony Davis had seven blocks because Xavier Tillman was no threat. They were not basic. concerned about him at all. And Grizzlies they attacked the paint, and Anthony Davis just like, Come on, get that out of here. Come on, get that out of here. And That's kind of what you get because of that scenario. Now, to your point, uh, David Roddy, when the listeners hear, they probably think of it from the size standpoint and say, oh, who's going to guard Anthony Davis? Then you say, oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to guard Anthony Davis. Well, if you put Jaron Jackson Jr. on Anthony Davis from the onset of a game, you're more susceptible to put him in foul trouble. But to your point, one thing that I noticed in game one was the Grizzlies, the scramble defense was really good. And the scramble defense, you know, for the most part of the game, you know, there were some stretches in the third quarter. Rui, for example, got the open threes. But Desmond Bain said after the game, that was part of the game plan. So with all that being said, uh, there were a lot of times where Anthony Davis had two bodies. And then when he passed it out, the Grizzlies were closing out fast, especially in that Mm -hmm. first half. You can go back and watch the film. That was one of the main things that stood out to me. That scramble defense was really good. The scramble defense gets better with David Roddy. If he replaces Xavier Timmy, because you get another quick, agile defender uh, who can kind of cover up space a little bit faster. So uh, I don't think they will, you know, off the top of your head, you're saying, man, uh, you know, David Roddy may have to defend defend Anthony Davis or Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to defend Anthony Davis and LeBron James, Dylan Brooks, however, all that stuff works out. But at the end of the day, they're going to throw double teams and all of that. But. Here's my rotation change, uh, I say, because I, I don't think you know we're at the point of a starting lineup change yet. I think uh, the rotation change here is potentially get uh, Zaire Williams or, 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 or Zaire Williams a couple minutes. Now, let me say this. Zaire Williams, at his best, he runs the floor really well. He can knock mm-hmm. down some spot-up three-point shots and all that. But here's one skill that I, I really like about Zaire Williams is – He is very effective against, uh, I'll say, the skinnier, slimmer scorers of the NBA. Now, there's two sides of this coin because as a Grizzlies beat writer, I watch a lot of Zaire Williams, and I can tell you, just like anyone else can tell you, if you go back to February of last season, not this season, February of 2022, D'Angelo Russell cooked Zaire Williams. Cooked him to the point where – Taylor Jenkins took him out the game in the last stretch there and brought in John Conchart. And at that time, that decision was like, huh? But that's what Taylor Jenkins did. And he said it was for defense. It's not to guard him. You got Austin Reese. Mm. You got Malik Beasley, who, by the way, he might have had a quiet game one, but it's coming. That guy can fill it up. Those are two players, I think, Zaire Williams can kind of be effective against. Uh, slimmer guys, he has the mobility. He has the length, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, uh, we've seen him in the past because you might say, oh, well, who are some of the guys he's done decent against? He did a decent job against Steph Curry. He did a really good job in the preseason against Duncan Robinson in stretches uh, early this season the preseason. Yes, the preseason, but it's Duncan Robinson too. He was trying to play for a roster spot, mm. so he was playing hard. So... uh. He is shown kind of – and the Grizzlies use him in that way. You know, go guard these guys who are going to run around 10 screens and and all that stuff. And I think his skill set is tailored to guarding a Malik Beasley, tailored to guarding – Austin Reeves, if one of those guys get hot, look for someone like Zaire Williams to kind of come in the game and make an impact. And as we know, defense starts the offense. So mm. he plays well on defense. He'll knock down a couple threes and do the offensive thing and everything be fine. But I tell you what, at some point, someone's going to have to come into this rotation because right now they're playing really small. And, and we're not really small in terms of size, but small in terms of the numbers. And Joe, I mean, you got Kenneth Lofton Jr. Remember, I said this a, a couple of days ago. Mm, but you Kenneth did. Kenneth Jr. They, they could have kept him on a two-way contract and said, hey, let's go get, you know, Hassan Whiteside, Dwight Howard, Derek Favors, or someone like that. No. They, this is who they wanted. So just because you wanted to bring him up for, for a playoff roster spot, you have to be prepared to play him. You, you you don't put guys on your playoff roster just to sit on the bench and clap for the teammates. Um, Kenneth Lothman Jr. could get an opportunity. We'll see how that goes. And then there's Zaire Williams, John Conchar Uh, David Roddy as you mentioned Uh, all these are guys who should get an opportunity at some point and we'll see because that opportunity might be just four minutes show what you got and you got to prove it
1: I would prefer Zaire or David Roddy but you know you and I have watched a lot of Grizzlies basketball it's probably going to be John Conchar. oh yeah
0: and you know he's going to get his shot we're talking about guys who may get a shot John Conchar is going to get a shot for sure
1: Draymond Green is 6 foot 6, right? And David yep. Roddy is 6 foot 6. What makes Draymond Green good as a defender is not his length, is not his his height. It is his ability to use his low center of gravity to make players uncomfortable. I would want to see David Roddy defend Anthony Davis, to be honest with you. Anthony right. Davis is shooting over Xavier Tillman. So what's the difference? He's shooting over Tillman already. So use your frame, which I think Roddy would do, again football player background. Make yeah. Davis fade whenever he goes straight up, whenever he's going at the basket, he's a much better scorer. I know Davis can hit the fade away. It's yeah. a less efficient shot than it is him using his size. Anthony Davis, given how big he is should never fade away against David Roddy, but Roddy would force him to because of his strength. That is why I like the Roddy idea, but I also like Zaire Williams because of his length and I like him on Austin Reeves. I think that's a good Use of him. I wouldn't put him on Uncle LeBron since he and uh, and Bronny uh, are close. Um, I, I wouldn't do that to him. I would have him guard an Austin Rees or a Rui Hachimura. I would give him that assignment. So I, I think either of those are interesting picks. But like we said, it's probably going to be John Conchar. But we'll talk more about that heading into our Game Two preview edition of Lockdown Grizzlies tomorrow. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Grizzlies your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers check out yeah. the podcast on youtube check it out wherever you get your podcasts each and every day it is much appreciated as mentioned a moment ago we're back tomorrow with a game two preview installment of locked on grizzlies the michael of course will be back in the building for game two he'll have practice conversations from tuesday's practice that he can give us some insight on john ja Morant's injury and we'll also take a closer look had some more X and O type of adjustments. I mentioned the side pick and roll that the Lakers killed the Grizzlies with Austin Reeves, the drop coverage that Jaron Jackson Jr. had to play off of that. We'll get a little bit into the weeds. I think on our Wednesday edition of lockdown Grizzlies to Michael.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. And and, and we need, we need to do that because uh, uh, that side pick and roll and just looking at some advanced stats. uh, I Mm -hmm. saw that that pick and roll with Austin Reeves and, and Anthony Davis is actually a higher rated you know from the offensive numbers than LeBron James and Anthony Davis pick and roll. So uh, the the Lakers are having a lot of success uh with that with that duo and uh, Memphis will will probably need to put more defensive attention defensive attention on Austin Reeves in those situations. We'll talk about that and more on our Wednesday pre-game
1: 2 edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Thank you again so much. Continue to like, continue to comment, rate review, subscribe. Check out DeMichael's great work over at the Commercial Appeal. Check out my work over at BluffCityMedia.co. We appreciate you for making us part of your NBA playoffs experience. And again, we'll be right back at it on Wednesday's edition of Locked on Grizzlies. Until then, for DeMichael, I'm Joe. Stay locked in. This is Locked on Grizzlies.